0: Welcome to episode 106 of the m Podcast, presented and hosted by Worldwide Cyclery. I'm Jared.
1: I'm Liam. And I'm Jeff. And in this episode, we are going to discuss riding hardtails, what to do when your bike has to sit idle, Garmin watches for mountain biking, experimenting with different fork travel, and how much weight you should put into the comment sections about mountain bike parts. And of course, plenty of other listener questions that we assure you are mountain bikers you are mountain, we are mountain bikers?
0: We're sure you mountain We're bikers. We're sure you mountain
1: bikers are going to love and get something from because that's kind of our goal Yeah. on this podcast.
0: Yeah, you mountain bikers. Yeah. Better listen good.
1: How about your breaking news comment on here? Oh,
0: that's right. Uh, we actually have just discovered this breaking piece of news, why bike pump prices go up every year. Did you know this? You hear about this? No. Because of inflation? <laughs>
2: God.
3: Uh, I thought your breaking news Most- was
1: going to be about... Some SRAM, you know, brakes or something. The most oh. dad jokes for any guy who doesn't have a kid. Mm-hmm. All right. Lou Dog, play a sound effect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a perfect sound effect to run.
1: <laughs> quick notes. I put quick notes on uh, things we're excited about. Um yeah. Well, but but I think we should comment on how we ended up here right now. So, it's a comedy of airs. Oh, uh we, we attempted to record this episode 106 last Wednesday. Uh, it didn't go so well. We had some microphone issues. We wasted a lot of time. It was frustrating. And then we're like, you know what? Tough day. Let's call, let's call it quits, boys. Let's go home. Next day, we go out, Jared and I and Lou Dog, to film some mountain bikes on this trail <laughs> called Suicide. Super rocky, gnarly downhill trail. Uh, we we'll do some filming. Um We, it's, I don't know, it's kind of, it's hard to, there's a big jump, probably 25 miles an hour, really high speed section of the trail. I'm following behind Jared. Jared wads himself right in front of me. And then I crash right into Jared uh, and go cartwheeling down a hill on Liam's bike. Broke a bunch of stuff on Liam's bike. Uh, For sure got whiplash. Uh, Gosh. If you're one of the people who are watching this on YouTube, uh, we'll run the clip for you right now. Um, Otherwise, the rest of you will probably see it on our social media at some point. You alright? Yeah, are you okay? Mediocre. Oh. <sighs> what oh. happened?
0: I went way too fast,
1: You went straight off the jump it was a pretty good crash we both got pretty banged up yeah that was that was a good that was a good reminder when you crash going that fast that mountain biking is a pretty dangerous sport for sure especially on a
0: jump that you've done a hundred times yeah and, and like, would you also say it's the smoothest part of the whole trail oh just yeah about? it's like the part of the trail you get to and you're like it's all downhill from here baby yeah, we're yeah. home free yeah your and arm bumps like oh, i can let off yeah, high yeah. speed stuff and i was like i'm going to pedal harder than i've ever pedaled off this jump oh, for some reason <laughs> um and yeah you'll, i mean yeah.
3: i will say i hit that bike on the uh crestline e-bike the other month you know hit that jump ago. on the Crestline yeah, e-bike. Hit, hit that jump on that crestline e-bike uh-huh. and uh it full was turbo. like turbo it was hero dirt that day well you're going faster than the motor kicks in so oh yeah but it's full hero dirt so you hit that right hander and you're just like you know flying yeah and i yanked as hard as i could on it yeah um and i went way too far and like Tires landed in the bushes, like yeah. Kind of where you were almost like. did what Jared did, <laughs> almost, yeah. Like, I I'm turned and I made it, but I like went further than the actual hip was, yeah. Um, man, but I wrote it out. E bikes are amazing at that, they just spray and play, <laughs> yeah. pray and spray, baby, <laughs> you
0: know?
1: just monster truck over here, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, we were so, not so lucky. So then we didn't finish that we were trying to film this video all about Yeti's new mountain bike lineup mm-hmm. for 2023. We were going to do all the commentary of the video after that, but after that, that was a, that was a pretty big rocker, so we just yeah. we just threw in the towel on that day. And you know what, know, it gets even better. So then uh then Friday uh, I'm here with Lou Dog trying to get a whole new podcast situation going, set everything up. Jared's like lovebird on his honeymoon or something. What town. were you doing? You were on an anniversary. Just a nice little vacation. Anniversary vacation. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was so funny. So, I'm, so I'm,
1: I'm working on setting up all this podcast stuff with Lou Dog, uh, the shelves behind us are not stable and they're sitting on top of usps boxes and i bumped the shelf while we were trying to run the usb cables and this trail one viking stem from the top shelf falls no. on the back of my head no it didn't yeah 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 just from the top of the shelf right i literally still tender to the no touch way. four days later oh. still have a bruise a, well, it's like significant geez. bruise on the back of my head from that stem hitting me in the back of that. i was like Dude. man three days in a row we're just getting punched one. in the face by the universe wow. don't they say
3: it comes in threes so you're good threes. for a while
1: that's
0: probably. true i hope so yeah god dude so yeah rough
1: wow. rough going these days but right. we're we're back we're here talking about bike parts wow so speaking of parts
3: should we list off all the things i need to replace no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. i apologize right? for ruining yeah. liam's
0: bike yeah i know i like picked up your bike and i was like oh it's all good the yeah, honestly, are jared, a little. honestly jared you should apologize and i was like oh wait <laughs> No, the lever is you it's know, broken. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. You got to ride down the trail with only one break. I don't care at all. No, I should apologize. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my dumb line choice and uh, exuberant pedaling. Got other bikes. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, "Oh, now Liam can't ride his bike this weekend." I was like, "Yeah, uh, good thing he's got honestly five like." More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was that was one of those crashes where broken bikes are not, you're actually pretty grateful that like we're okay because. Yeah. You don't crash going that fast every day. That's not, no. that's not smart or safe at all. It was also one of those
0: crashes where you're we like, where is Liam's bike? And we were
1: like, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, it was, was like 40 feet down the trail. Down the trail. <laughs> we were cartwheeling down the, the trail, yeah. yeah Incredible. That was, I mean when you're going that fast and yeah. you detach from your bike, the thing just goes
0: like exploded. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. It was a heck of a crash. Heck of a crash. So we're here but, you to know, tell the tale. We're here, my
1: whiplash is finally going away. Yeah. Slowly but surely my sore neck is getting better. I'm scabbing up nicely. <laughs> yeah, we're both scabbing up nicely. <laughs> <laughs> it's all great. <laughs> it's all great. So it's so we're peachy. here. Yeah. Uh You know what we should talk about real quick? Inten Suspension, the boutique suspension and component company from Germany uh, that we were talking about in sort of, I don't know, it was like a euphoric moment, like these European, expensive European boutique bike brands, they have so much cooler stuff over there.
3: We love them, but they're so crazy,
1: like detailed. can't afford that. And and then they reached out and they're like, hey, you guys want to try some of this stuff? And we're like. Uh, Oh yeah. Is this a scam? (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to hit you on your telegram? (laughs) Yeah, right. How
3: much uh do I have to send? How much
1: crypto?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, that was super cool. They reached out and I can't wait. That uh, stuff looks unbelievable. Initiated a conversation and now we have a what is it, the hero fork? Or uh wait Mm -hmm. edge. edge. Edge uh, It's an inverted enduro fork.
1: I, I mean bo- both both of those that fork and shock are totally abnormal in the sense that the fork's inverted the shock looks like a coil shock but it's an air shock yeah, yeah. so yeah this this is some I don't know aerospace grade shenanigans I yeah. cannot wait to try this stuff I know when you opened, that was so funny. When you opened the box and you were looking
0: at it, you were just like, <laughs> I was giggling. It was like a little kid like, on Christmas. You just, just, just couldn't out, stop dude. laughing. It's like it's the kind of so thing. So happy. Right? It's like the kind of thing you like read about, you see on on the internet. Like, yeah, like oh true. man, that stuff is so exotic. Like, I'll never get my hands on something like yeah, that. And then it shows um, up and it's like, yeah, yeah here you I go. I cannot wait to ride that stuff. Danger yeah. Hole uses it yeah. a lot. Yeah. his crazy far out builds. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like pretty much where I saw them on his bikes. And then I'm like, holy crap. I think it's, uh, it's here <laughs> in our, under might, our roof.
3: Might even start tomorrow afternoon, maybe. Nice. Or Wednesday?
0: Awesome. One of those.
1: Yeah, so us mentioned is going on that Banshee, Banshee were build up. which we're also bringing on again.
0: yeah i'm excited
1: to kind of bring banshee back into the fold um Mm -hmm. we sold banshees quite a bit in the early days of worldwide cyclery and then um banshee's been i don't know here or there with what bikes and designs and yeah now they're kind of making a comeback and making cool stuff and i was like wow this is all actually looking really good so let's get this brand back in the fold because this looks sweet so we're gonna build one up i'm gonna ride it in sedona and ride it
0: i don't know where else canada Candle, yeah nice do they have a particular suspension design like that they
1: they do um, yeah it is it's, it's like, like KS2 named, or something yeah named like after their founder I think the guy's name was Keith maybe
0: yeah mm.
3: Um, it's cool it's a dual link design similar I'd say it's along the lines of like a kind of like a pivot actually. nice that's um, cool yeah Similar to that. So, should
1: ride yeah. good, huh? Yeah. Works good, looks good. Yeah, the Banshees I've had in the past were awesome. So, I'm nice. excited to ride another one of yeah. those. Um, yeah, Sick. they just, the way they do their raw frames, too, the way they take yeah. that, like, what what do you think they even take to that in the factory? It's like um, a brush, it's like a polished or, uh, or polish uh, like a or brushed brushed something. Almost, yeah, like And then, like yes. and then they clear coat it. It. It, it. looks right, so yeah. good. Yeah, it looks really like, good. I've never seen raw frames that
3: look that cool. Looks really good. So. And uh, the aluminum on this new one's really good. It's really cool. So,
0: nice. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. look really good with those parts on it. Yeah, it is. Can't wait, man! Mm. All that jewelry Can't we're hanging wait. off. Wait, it's gonna be sweet. Can't wait. So keep an eye out on the Instagram and the YouTube for shorts and reels because we're gonna build this bad baby up. It's gonna look good. Yeah, it's always
1: fun to build super nice bikes that have a bunch of cool, unique parts on it. But this will be a more exotic build than I think I've done in a while in terms of different parts yeah. and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I'm most excited for this bike more than a lot of your other bikes.
1: Yeah, well, it's pretty rare that you we build anything that doesn't have, you know, Fox or
0: Rockshock on it. So, true. adds a little bit of like, whoa, what's going on there? Yeah, or so, more than one hundred and thirty mil of travel. True. I haven't
1: built up a long travel bike in a while. Yeah,
0: I don't That's know. It's gonna be sweet. What is it? Like one hundred fifty mil travel or one fifty five? One fifty
1: five rear
3: and whatever you got the fork at one sixty? Yeah, one seventy.
0: Oof! What a beast! That's gonna what be what a beast.
3: beast. Very excited. Jeff might not even know what to do with it. Mm. You know, we'll slap
1: to some berms. Did I'll do my best. <laughs> slap you can slap slapping some berms of the first. But did you Did you intentionally lead into that? I one? did not at that all. One?
0: But what a great segue!
1: <laughs> the first listener question is: When is it a good idea to put a foot down during a turn, or is it not? What was your
0: <laughs> foot out, flat out, baby? Foot out, flat out. <laughs> Sam Hill. When in doubt foot out. That's another good one too. That is another good one. When you just made that up. Although, that's original content. It's right actually there. probably not a good idea. Like oh, I'm going a yeah. super steep shoot. Uh, I don't know. Put my foot out. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, yeah. During a turn foot out, flat out flat turns, I, I think is a good idea. I yeah. I mean, it, I like it just too. depends on
1: your riding style. So, you know, if you watch all the world cup racers that race downhill and enduro, um, some of them throw If their foot off way more than others, just their riding style. They ride a little bit more loose, and they prefer to throw their foot off the bike. Um, You know, I do it pretty often too. Even though I ride clipless, a lot of people ride clipless and still take their foot out because it's pretty easy to clip back in. So, yeah, if you're if you're on edge and you feel like you're going to drift, and you feel more comfortable with your foot out, then heck yeah. A lot of people who rode motocross prior to mountain biking, which was me too, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you get kind of used to that. So I don't know, I throw feet off, but some people ride a little bit more conservative and don't feel like they're sliding in corners, then yeah, you, you didn't no reason to put your foot out. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. Throw your yeah. feet off very often, Liam? I agree.
3: Um It depends where and what I'm riding. Um, lately, I have been because the dirt's so hard packed and it's kind of got that real fine layer dust on top that I just feel like I'm sliding on every corner. And we don't have a lot of berms locally around us, so um, I do. But there's also other times – or, like, maybe I'm trying to ride a session of sw- uh, switchbacks and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to unclip and just try to, like, do technique around them. So I guess it just depends what I'm doing. But if I am going fast and just, like, trying to keep up or, you know, just go fast, I probably will take the foot off a bit more.
1: I would say definitely don't be afraid to do it. Makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. No. Balance your weight yeah. a little bit. It's not, it's Best riders like in the a, world do it all the time. Yes, yeah, it's, right. it's not like on, a live thing or Live television. <laughs> that's what you'd call live stream world cup races they're doing it on that so
0: that's right so don't be afraid don't be afraid
1: all right how about this next question
0: how long is too long to wear knee pads down at the ankles when off the bike post ride post ride Uh, yeah i would would say
1: just general uh aesthetics maybe just take the knee pads all the way off
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless I mean, you really I don't know unless you're like going right back out for another ride or yeah. I don't know yeah if you're mid it's not, ride it's not the best style then, or you're you know it's a little bit of a style that you're probably going to get made fun of we're doing some concrete work like briefly after <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like right like I need to I need yeah. to lay this driveway yeah. like I
1: just finished my ride and yeah. pull my knee pads off for 10 minutes before I get <laughs> get back home and start doing some tile work well yeah. I guess I'd have to wear knee pads in That's order true. for this to be yeah. an issue for me for sure speaking of that are you gonna start wearing knee pads after you just blew up your knee on that crash no? probably
0: not i mean i went yeah. for a ride the next day do you think a knee pad would have saved your knee that's what i was wondering and i think maybe
1: uh maybe. yeah for his because it's just a scrape probably. like knee yeah. pads prevent scrapes
0: yeah but like,
3: it's like first hit on the ground they work and then a lot of the time though you're doing 25 miles like a, an hour like you'd
1: call it a minor crash a knee pad will prevent yeah. a scrape yeah. and or bruise yeah. in a major crash now nah, it just like slides off slides off, off you know. Know. yeah um, but most people have minor crashes true and you know so yeah. knee pad will prevent a scrape or a bruise and if that's what you're trying to prevent then yeah knee pads work good yeah for that. I
0: think a properly placed knee pad probably would have minimized nope. the damage not around the ankles <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's true
0: <laughs> so properly placed yeah properly placed not around the ankles yeah it would have it would have helped probably but gosh I would not have been as comfortable how about the next one? Read it off, Jared. How to raise a downhill mountain biker. My son is nine and loves it. And I really don't want to screw it up. It's a great question, Jared. Well, coming Jeff. from
3: all of us that have... No, we don't have kids. Yeah, nobody has kids. No here. one has so, kids. But there's <laughs> your, there's your,
1: you're asking us parenting
0: advice and none of us have kids. <laughs> but we were kids. <laughs> but we were kids. So there is something there. That is true. Some of us more <laughs> recent than others. And you <laughs> we were, were raised downhill mountain biker.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which raced... Who raced...
1: Yeah. I I mean, I would say, you know, this, I think it's awesome that you're getting your kid into a good, healthy, fun sport, because that's what I think that's an important thing to do. And I was very fortunate that my parents were really supportive of kind of any sport that I got into, whether it was surfing or skating or BMX or motocross or then mountain biking. And that's, I think, all you can really do. Like my parents were just happy to support and, you know, help me get into a sport and enjoy a sport no matter what it was that I liked. Um, I don't think it's a wise idea to kind of like force a sport on your kid if they don't like it but Mm -hmm. it's just like my opinion man Don't be freak out (laughs) yeah i I would say my parents never forced anything on me they just like supported whatever i wanted to do so yeah i think all of our parents are kind of like that a little for sure i'd I'd say
3: don't force it and also keep it fun like if he is racing like who cares if he gets last or first like he's nine years old and it probably should stay that way till he's like actually like 16 17 himself cares about it yeah totally Because I
1: I, I I did see a lot of I mean we probably all have had friends that oh, there yeah their parents were way too serious and putting pressure on them to get results in some sport. And it's just like, oh, totally. that's a good surefire way to make yeah. that kid not really want to do that the, anymore. The moto dad or the literally dad yeah. mentality. Yeah. Notorious yeah. for screaming at their kids for yeah. underperforming on the trail. Like totally. That's you know, well, probably not the best way to treat this situation, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have like Keep this it
0: fun. vivid memory. Uh, I did like one year of football when I was in like fourth grade and the quarterback's uh, dad was the coach. And I just have this vivid memory of him just, like, bawling on the sideline. And his dad just, like, yelling at him and pointing his finger at him and just, like, God, that's that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's... But, I mean... hey, he went on to be uh, in the NFL, I guess. So, there you go.
1: Actually in the NFL? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> For, like, a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he was, like, a practice QB or something. But he made it. Got pretty well, far. He got pretty far. Yeah. So, yeah, those parents wild abusive and, <laughs> yeah, okay. and scary. Yeah. Maybe they did you know, maybe there's something there after all.
3: But Just maybe you only yeah, played so a the, game and realized this is not for me. Yeah. Definition
1: of success there is a little bit vague. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, is success getting your kid into the NFL or them like in kind of enjoying their life and the time they spent yeah. playing the sports? So I, <laughs> I think the latter. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so get your kids into mountain biking. It's such a good sport. I mean, it completely, riding bikes in general uh, totally transformed my life as a kid and kept me outside doing fun, healthy things and not staring at screens and for getting sure. into paraphernalia. So yeah. Yeah. Whoever asked that question, just keep having fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff. It's a good question for you,
3: Liam. Read it. I do not have a torque wrench. I am hurting. Am I hurting the hardware on my bike by tightening bolts to what feels good? Um, hurting the bolts or hurting the bike? Not really, but if you're snapping anything, then yeah. Um, Maybe, maybe he is hurting the bolts. Yeah, maybe he is hurting (laughs) the bolts. He didn't follow up with that. Like, (laughs) am I
1: hurting the bolts, torquing them to what feels good? All of my bolts are stripped.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I would say even myself, who's in, you know, all of us who use torque wrenches often. And when I don't use one, I'm like, oh, that was about five Newton meters. And then I go to put a real torque wrench on it. And it's already like topped out. I'm like, oh shoot, I over tightened that already.
1: Human torque wrenches. Like, no one's good at that. Um,
3: and I'd say for stuff like carbon parts and hardware and pivots on your bike, they're all pretty torque sensitive. Like, usually 10 newtons are under for pivot hardware, and then carbon's like 5 to 6. So that's not a high torque. Like,
1: Yeah, you don't want to clamp too hard on carbon because you could break it. Yeah. Um, And then a lot of pivot bolts are aluminum, and you're using a steel bit, mm-hmm. which means if you over torque it, you can totally botch that bolt head. So... Or I mean torque the bearings. Yeah, that yeah. That's what I was
0: gonna say. Both if you over torque that you could good. damage your bearings, huh? Yep.
1: I think the the thing is is uh torque wrenches nowadays are so much more affordable than they used to be. Yeah. So it's just a it's a worthy thing to if if you have a nice mountain bike and you're gonna be messing around with it with tools yourself, just buy a torque wrench. Like it's really not that expensive. Yeah, like these days. treat yourself.
3: Park yeah. tool sets like maybe a hundred bucks and you've got a you know, four, five, six, eight, ten
1: thousand dollar bike. Yeah. It's probably a worthy investment. Yeah. That that one park T handle one just comes with like a T25, uh, 4, 5, and 6, right? Something like I that. So. What, how much do you have to spend to get a torque wrench that has an 8mm Allen? That's like the more the it's like full a little size. Little bit more and car, and say you got to buy the full
0: size one. But yeah. But there's really only a couple of ones. It's not that many. It's like mils. the crank bolt, maybe, yeah. and like maybe the derailleur hanger that would use an 8mm, right? Yeah, the other thing, too, is,
1: like, if it's an 8 mil bolt, it's, pedal, like, you can, you can, the bigger the bolt, the bigger your over-torque can be, mm. usually.
3: Yeah, that's true. And Nine times out of ten. Also, with a bigger bolt, you're also going to have a bigger, like, Allen wrench handle, mm-hmm. so you're going to have more leverage. Right. So it's also going to, like, an 8 mil. you know, if it yeah. only calls for a little bit of torque, like, on suspension hardware,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you'll true. just over-torque that yeah. a lot. I mean, yeah. right here, one of the Park Tour wrenches, $113.00. That's just the wrench, but you can buy any
1: bit yeah, set Yeah, and at that's that the nice one. That's like the big dog. Yeah, that's yeah. the big dog. The little T-handle guy is way less
0: than that. Yeah, way less, but yeah. it just only has but that. It, yeah, know. it just doesn't have an 8-mil Yeah, and
3: yeah. it won't really do too much suspension hardware because it's like 6 newton and under. Yeah, well, so, right.
0: it's just a limited amount of newton. Yeah, you can 100, 150 bucks, you can get in,
1: get a good set with a good – Torque wrench. That's reliable. It's worth the investment if you're going to work on your own bike, and your yep. own bike costs several thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. So, plus, it's always fun to like hear that click and be like, "There it is." It is set Torque wrenches are fun to use. <laughs> they, <laughs> are. they are. Satisfying. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice piece yeah. of equipment to have. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. That's right. Speaking of equipment to have, mm-hmm. how about this next question? I think I want to go back to riding a hardtail. Do you think I can still shred park? I say, yeah, bro i only ride park bro uh yeah um i have a hardtail and i haven't ridden at any bike parks but <laughs>
2: it's but you really think fun you on
0: jumps yeah i think i could i guess yeah. it depends i mean yeah i could ride it on whatever trail you just pick your speed right and pick yeah. your lines more i mean you know
3: if you could shred park before on a full suspension and you're yeah. going to hardtail you probably
1: still can yeah absolutely yeah, definitely but if all you're trying to do is shred park and ride park then Maybe yeah. you could get a full suspension bike. Yeah. Um however, like hardtails are awesome for a million different use cases. You just got that Y Cycles El Jefe hardtail mm-hmm. that you're loving. Love um, that bike. I ride my gravel bike, which is not really a gravel bike. It's like a rigid um it's mm-hmm. a salsa cutthroat that has forty five C tires on it and a rigid fork. Um but things that's awesome. Like I love riding things. When you when you don't have any suspension, yeah, or if you even just don't have rear suspension, you start picking lines more you know cautiously and it's definitely really helpful to just like advance your skills as a rider to not ride a full suspension bike
0: for sure you have to think about everything a lot more
1: yeah yeah absolutely and they're just hardtails are fun like just a absolute no loss in power every time you pedal and Mm -hmm. they're light and yeah they're just a really fun bike to ride
0: yeah So so to answer the question i say yeah you can still shred park just you know it's gonna be a little different
1: it's gonna be a little different yeah true yeah, well, go for it because hardtails are fun. It's a good bike to have.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you can get in the game
1: for a bit less money. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, if you if you're depending on your budget too, if my budget was, hmm, I wonder how high I would go. If my budget was, my budget was like thirty five hundred dollars, maybe even four thousand or below, I would get a hardtail. Really. Well, yeah, you could, because well, thinking like a the a kind nice of full, full suspension. suspension for
0: four grand mm. yeah. decent, it's, it's getting, yeah, it's getting really it's
1: close to like four thousand dollar price point. You yeah. can get a decent full suspension bike, like but a trek or a giant or a but at least let's Cominsol. say 3,000 or below hardtail 100%. Yeah, 3,000. Like you 3, do not below want not sure spend you, you can get money like,
3: a, on a full suspension bike, th- won't be good. Three grand for a common saw hardtail is like
1: a nice one. You're getting like a pike or earlier. I just really like better parts on a hardtail than I would like. Yeah, you know, mediocre parts including mediocre suspension yeah, on a full sure. suspension bike yeah i mean That's, i would rather
3: have nice parts on our totally. i think we've had this conversation like yeah you know medium parts on a carbon frame or high-end parts on an alloy frame i'm gonna go high-end parts on an alloy frame all day long for mm-hmm. sure yeah
0: so, yep there you go hardtail life it's a good one you should live it
1: Jared's the kind of guy whenever he gets a new bike he wants everyone else to get a bike really similar it's, it's the best Should get a hardtail with me bro <laughs> let's go let's go hardtailing let's go hardtailing man <laughs> I only ride with other guys on
3: hardtails so I guess I'll see you guys another time you don't have a hardtail? Oh, I don't I didn't go
0: in a no? brewery so, um, oh man lamb I'm just gonna have an IPA <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs>
1: and your mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought, I thought this next question was pretty good. It's, uh, what's the official spelling for the SRAM X01 drivetrain? Is it X01 or X01? Um, so technically, I think on their site, it's X01, right? But everyone calls it X01. I don't know. It just kind of sounds better saying X01 mm-hmm. rather than X01. And, it's and less syllables. Yeah. So people adopted that. They
0: say it X01.
1: Yeah, like, SRAM internally, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very tomato tomato. You can
0: kind of say it however you want. Yeah. yeah. Zero, Z is a harsh letter. Zero. Yeah. Oh, harsh. <laughs> what? No. Zero, like Z. Uh, nobody says any words with Z. Z and yeah. R. Are yeah. Really pretty harsh
3: letters, I guess. This would be Zero. such
1: a different conversation wow. in Europe because everyone calls it Z. Yeah, they don't, don't call Zed. it Z. Z.
0: Yeah, that's even worse.
1: XZ01. <laughs> <laughs>
0: XZ01. <laughs> <laughs> it it
1: is a zero, but it's used completely in interchangeably and is, and is totally acceptable uh, for everyone. Wait, zero with a zero and X zero Z. It's with a Z. You're thinking of the accounting software that we use. That's X E R O. Got it. Yeah,
0: or Xerox,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Xerox. Yeah, and and Xerox. Is, right, right. Which that is, is, was which is yeah,
0: pronounced Z and X oh, in the same man. word. Yeah. The nerve of those people. Well,
1: just so you know, um, I I control all of the uh, super nerdy search results stuff on the World Wide Security website, and I've made a synonym. So whether you type in any query with X01 or X01, you'll get the same results. So this, is, this is important out? things. And I'm sure Google has also figured that out too. So What if you spelled it out,
3: like all of these, would you still...
1: Like, if you spelled it out zero, oh, yeah. like, like in words. The letter X, space, Z E R O, space, yeah. O. No, that's not going to work.
0: <laughs> you're going <have, laughs> to have to do that. I'm going to create a synonym for yeah. that. Synonym yeah. for that. X01. Oh, so, man. yeah, it's X-0-1, it's X01, but pronounced X01.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yep.
0: Which, call English. whatever you want. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> what English? Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. Just got to make Ooh. it more confusing. All right. I need a break. Yeah. Let's have an ad. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsors.
1: Hey guys, Jeff. Again, I recently made volume thirteen of the YouTube video series called "Ask Jeff Anything." I've been doing that for quite a while on YouTube now, where I answer all of the various questions from you guys that are for me specifically. Uh, Check that out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. One of the questions I did answer that I wanted to mention because it's a it's a nice subtle plug for the apparel brand that we own, Kettle Mountain. Uh, Somebody asked about the lifetime repair and warranty offering that we have for Kettle, Um, and here's my answer. So there you go. That's all I got for today's short ad. How could it Possibly make any business sense to offer Kettle with a lifetime warranty? Uh, all the stuff at Kettle we are offering a lifetime warranty and basically are repairing anything that ever gets damaged on the Kettle Gear side as well um, because we just want to make really good durable stuff that lasts forever and we believe in making good high-quality apparel that lasts a long time and does it make business sense that the size of Kettle is now? Yes. Will it if we get to the size of Patagonia? I don't know. I guess we'll figure out when we get there and might have to pull that back in, but I hope not. Uh, I think the goal is, is we want to make good stuff that actually lasts a long time. and doesn't promote consumerism, but rather like useful uh, versatility in products that you have less things in your closet that last you longer and do more.
0: And now back to the show. I thought this was a especially hilarious, but perhaps <laughs> accurate question. Do any of the Amish in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where you have a location own high-end bikes and if not can you find out if that's breaking the amish rules <laughs> God. you should know this
1: I, okay so here's the thing uh all, all of us are from southern california that's where we started worldwide cyclery um after was it five years in business we opened up our second location in lancaster pennsylvania it's pronounced
0: lancaster yeah that's why right. i didn't say lancaster yeah
1: lancaster is in california or out by Palmdale. Lancastershire. Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lancaster. But so so when we opened that location. We did that because as business scaled, we were shipping a ton of product to the whole eastern half of the U.S. And having a location in Pennsylvania made a ton of sense. We could ship stuff there a lot faster and more economically. Mm. Uh, so it was a win-win. So we opened up a store in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Still there today. It operates well. It's awesome. It's a super huge benefit to the worldwide secondary customer experience for everyone that's on the East Coast that buys from us. Uh Lancaster somehow is, well, actually, not somehow. I guess there's a few different ways. So, like that song, Amish Paradise, yeah, you Remember that famous song? Oh, yeah. So, that music video, there's a horse and buggy that says Lancaster on the license. Plate really? Horse and buggy. Yeah. Nice. And Lancaster, Pennsylvania became very affiliated with Amish people. And there is plenty of Amish people on the outskirts, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, the actual, like, Lancaster city and town is not. Ah, oh, this is not. This is not normal. Yeah, like standard American East Coast town. In town.
0: Well, they're, <laughs> they're, they go into town, but and they're not listening to the podcast
1: either. So they're not listening, listening to our that, podcast. Yeah. Um, but but over the years, so many people have been like Lancaster. You got to shop in Amish country? Like, just, I've had to explain this a thousand times. Um, and it's, uh That's yeah, so funny. I don't know, it's pretty funny. But I, I think people from Lancaster, Pennsylvania are kind of used to it. So one of our guys there, Aiden, who works in the store there, he's a fantastic customer support rep. You've probably talked to him if you're listening to this podcast and you've ever emailed or called us. Uh, he, at one point, he he took our About Us page and he photoshopped. Uh, so it's like there's a photo of the California store location and the Nevada store and then well, the Pennsylvania with store. all the employees. Yeah, with all the employees. And so then he, he took that page and then he just photoshopped out the Pennsylvania store normal employees and he put in like an Amish family. <laughs> 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 it was so funny. I was cracking up.
3: Uh, uh, so I don't know. I think people used to it. That but. being said, I don't think they own high-end bikes. However, weren't they telling us about the The, <laughs> the Amish or the that... people
1: in our. In...
2: No, the what Amish. Oh,
1: yeah, the Amish don't. Yeah. No, the Amish. <laughs> it's like, there. yeah, everyone so that works rules. at Worldwide Cycle in oh, Pennsylvania has got of nice bikes. Of course they do. Yeah.
3: No, but the Amish, I don't think, own high end bikes. Right. Uh, but weren't they telling us stories about how, like, the kids will, like, basically pimp out their buggies? Oh, put, like, yeah. yeah, on yeah it and, yeah, like, yeah. speakers
1: and stuff? There's. It's. That whole Amish culture, I'm, I'm absolutely not an expert on it, but I, I did, when my mom came out to visit Pennsylvania one year, um, we did do an Amish tour and we learned about the Mennonites and the Pikers and the Old Order Amish and the New Order Amish. And so I got a little bit of a more insight into it and Rumspringer, which is the one week yeah, where they're, they're allowed to, which that's, didn't MTV have a show? Breaking about Amish. Breaking Amish. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's called Breaking Amish. So.
0: <laughs> I've heard of that.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, it's. I, I don't have too many positive things to say about it, it feels a little bit more like religious oppression well, that's okay like um, you said but, like we said
0: they're not listening yeah <laughs> i'm <just> kidding. <laughs> well, half, half kidding half not <laughs> yeah
1: there's yeah no i haven't seen any amish on nice bikes but they do ride scooters um big wheeled
0: scooters that have bike tires on them i'm sure some of them uh, have to have a bike well, somebody's out there bikes. has a, a mountain bike. On a
1: bike but see that would be more of like a mennonite or a pike or a piker there's like different variations mm. it's it's not as it's not as simple as meets the eye because you said some are like
0: allowed to use like drills and stuff
1: well there's there's a thing about the the bishop whatever the bishop says goes right so we we actually went into uh an old order amish house that had no electricity run to the whole place mm-hmm. um but they had those those like ryobi drills with the flashlight <laughs> attachment all over the place and i was
0: like sense <laughs> this doesn't really make any sense <laughs>
1: It was like, okay, so you can have these Ryobi drill with the flashlight attachments, yeah. but you can't have, okay. I'm no, like, no, just, yeah, we're
0: hooked up to solar. We just charge it right up. <laughs>
1: wait, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm just, <laughs> wait, no. It's, 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 it's very like, strange.
1: And from what I understood, whatever kind of the bishop says goes. So, And there's different bishops for sort of different communities and different areas. And it's so interesting. I don't know. We for sure offended someone by now. So let's just yeah. go to the next
0: question. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Something
1: or, we are much is, more experts is at is the next Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which Garmin watch do you recommend for mountain biking? Yes. You know what would be super clear is if uh, Garmin not only offered a range of running watches, but a range of biking watches.
3: Well, well they kind
1: of do the same thing.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Well, they say it's like a running watch. Well, The I, forerunners are. They should at least like, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Garmin, I think, I've noticed on Garmin's side actually in the last few months, they've act, they've had this sort of watch finder, which oh, tries to I help you find. I did see that. Find, yeah, um it seems to be works okay. The the hard part is that there's just a lot of options and there's a lot of overlap yeah. and um Put it this way. Pretty much whatever Garmin watch you can buy is going to do what you need it to do and it's going to be awesome and you're going to like it. Um, However, if you really want to dig into the weeds, you can figure out all the overlap and all the different models and then maybe find the exact one that you want. So it's like, do you want to record all of your bike activities and also have a touchscreen? Oh, then you get the venue. Do you want to have a little... uh, Do you want to have topo maps? Then you get like the high-end Forerunner or the Phoenix series. It's like there's all this over... It's confusing. But so I always recommend to people... Um, the Forerunners. The Forerunners are awesome. They're Mm -hmm. like originally sort of designed for triathletes and multi-sport but they have all the mountain bike activities built in there that's what both of you guys have right yep. so those are awesome yeah so you have 945 and 955 i think so 945 so the high end forerunners have topo maps which is killer yep. if you use topo maps and you care about having that on your watch that's really nice the lower end forerunners the 545 245 the less expensive they pretty much I have all the I good mean, stuff without 745 the topo
3: 45. Maps. or now it's the 755 because they've gone up from mm. what we have yeah they don't have them
1: Yeah, so it's just like the top-end Forerunner has the Topo Maps, and then the Phoenixes. But I mostly recommend where people, depending on their price point, just get a like a Forerunner. 255 mm-hmm. and it's like that's going to record your activities it's got body battery like all these great features that track your sleep and all that sort of stuff um and if you want to get bougie then like go to the top end forerunner or the phoenix series mm-hmm. but i'm a huge garmin fan as i discovered garmin watches and got really knowledgeable and fell in love with them i told everyone at the shop about them and they're like well that is aw- that is awesome i'm gonna get yeah. one too and i think a lot like almost half of the company maybe more than half of this yeah. company has garmin them. sponsor us yeah. yeah right that it was, was also it was we also, do sell like,
0: garmin by the way but <laughs> right yeah. it was also kind of like not so much like hey these are awesome but like your apple watch sucks <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, no, it's like Garmin watch is way better. Apple Watch sucks. What do you got to charge that thing twice a day? Well, we we well we did talk about that on the one of the we did prior
1: podcast yeah. it's a different product. It is. An Apple Watch is a cute little iPhone on your wrist. A yeah. Garmin watch is like a purpose built watch for an outdoors person yeah. and or an athlete. But with it's that said,
0: thing. yeah, I I ditched the Apple Watch and I got my Garmin watch and I. Have not looked back since, and now anybody with an Apple Watch, I'm like, you got to get a Garmin watch.
1: Yeah, So you're the perfect use case, right? So you had an Apple Watch, and you were like, oh, I can kind of record Strava sort of on this thing, but man, not really.
0: Well, yeah, it got to the point where I was like trying to record a ride that was basically what it was like more than four or five hours, and I was like, your watch, and my my yeah, my watch was fully charged and it didn't even last the whole ride. And I was like, all right, that's that was the yeah, it's just not the product for that, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, now I have a Garmin watch that I charge once a week and. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Which is kind of why Apple tried to bridge it with that Apple Watch Ultra, but it's yeah. not quite there yet. Yeah. It's closer. It's closer yeah. for sure. If you're a uh, occasional athlete, Apple Watch Ultra is pretty cool. Yeah. If you also want a little iPhone on your wrist. But if you're, like, a real athlete, you're, like, actually really trying to track all your metrics and have accurate GPS data and long battery life and all that, like, you got to go Garmin. Yeah. You don't care about having an iPhone on your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. I I would just literally never want notifications from my iPhone on my wrist. That just seems, like, unbelievably extraordinarily yeah. distracting even yeah. though the thing is already too distracting there, there
0: are some use cases for it like when i was in the beer industry and like you're doing something you have gloves on chemicals mm-hmm. on your hands and like you actually want like just got a notification you want to see what it is like yeah. but you could still do that with the garmin watch you
1: could do it with the garmin which is not as like beautiful interface and a touchscreen, yeah. but like yeah. it's still there it's whatever yeah. but it like
0: works. yeah if, if that's what you want then i get it uh and like that kind of apple ecosystem compatibility i guess but you know, honestly, that's one thing I'm glad I got away from with the Apple or with the Garmin watch is to just kind of disconnect from the Apple sh- crap, whatever, excuse me. <laughs> and, uh, and just like a go for a ride disconnect, not get any notifications and just track it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Garmin, Garmin's good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy those things. They, so they've made a huge benefit to my life. Having a good watch to track all my exercise, all my sleep, yeah. all this stuff. It's really cool good product
0: yeah so forerunner or phoenix yeah depending on your budget yeah. forerunner and phoenix budget. hands
1: down just look at those two categories or models yeah models and then sub models models sub models sub <laughs> sub models garmin <laughs> has all of it sub 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 model oh geez uh, but forerunner phoenix yeah those are the ones if you're a mountain biker that's the one yeah yeah if you don't want to watch um and you still want like all the garmin stuff aside from like the physiological tracking you can get garmin bike computers which you used to have Wow. For a long time, Liam, right? Like yeah, a lot of, a lot of people always, use Garmin bike. I always had too. a
3: Garmin bike computer before this. And then I had big ones and small ones and they always crapped out after a couple months or years. And then before I had this, I went down the smallest one they ever made for like six months which was like the Garmin 25 or something like that. Mm. Or 35 and it displayed my riding time, my elevation and my distance or something like that. It was as simple as it could be. So I knew when to eat and I knew how far I went. Yeah, uh, but then I got to watch, and I'm sucked in the rabbit hole of the watch game. So yeah, yeah.
1: it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, the Garmin bike computers are cool, but in the in the bike computer market, I think Garmin has a lot more competition. They do. Whereas in the actual uh, GPS watch for an athlete mm-hmm. market, Garmin has way less competition. Yeah. Like they're kind of. You know, it's like, whoop, gets all your physiological stuff, but does absolutely nothing for GPS tracking. And then Apple Watch does all your Apple stuff, but like does absolutely nothing for your, yeah. you know, GPS tracking. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just a different product. Yeah. Makes sense. We could have a whole podcast on this, but we shouldn't. Yeah. We could, unless Garmin pays us. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Garmin, if you're willing to pay us, we will do a podcast. Yeah, now time for a Garmin ad. <laughs> actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Not getting paid ads. Unless
0: Garmin Ooh. pays us. <laughs>
1: An obscene amount of money. We're not obscene. talking like one free watch. We're talking like watches right. for
0: life. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. This whole thing was an ad. It gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, awesome. Wow, uh, right. this is an excellent question. Is it? Yeah. Idea. Yeah. If you were a band of mountain biking superheroes, what would your names and superpowers be? And who would you, who is your arch nemesis?
3: My name would be Boosted Benny. All right. And my superpower is boosting to the moon. Wow. And my arch nemesis would be pinch flat Pat. Ooh. Wow.
1: What are you looking at get me? I'm looking at you. <laughs> <get in laughs> on this, Jeff. Come on, get in. <laughs> I, on didn't, this. I didn't pre think this one. I didn't either. I you just thought of it right j- now. Liam had this. You just thought about it. I would be uh, weightless Jeff. I could weightlessly float to the top of every climb. Mm. Ooh. And my arch nemesis would be heavy Henry. <laughs>
0: the, guy, the guy who's
1: got a bunch of heavy parts on his bike <laughs> and doesn't care at all.
0: Oh, that's really Ooh. good. Um, you know, Liam, you said this nickname the other day, and it kind of resonated with me. And I think my superhero name would be Whiskey Rick. Uh,
3: for no reason. <laughs> I said reason it at at in at. a negative. Yeah, you did <laughs> in a negative, but I took it as an, in a positive. Okay. Way. Yeah.
0: Um, my superpower would be to have. Uh trail appear in front of me wherever I please. The Uh-oh. perfect ribbon of single track or whatever have you. Um, and, and arch My arch nemesis could also be pinch flat pat. Pinch
3: flat pat. that guy, pinch flat pat, dude. Get <laughs> out I can't think here. of a better
0: one than pinch flat pat right now. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great what question. About, what about Thorny Tony? Oh. No. Thorny and Derny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, moving on.
0: Let's get out of this. Right. I have just purchased a new YT C Core 4. You he missed this one. Oh my God, I thought you... Okay. You're, double. You're doubling. Yeah, I am doubling. Let's just say you crashed and your doctor says you can't ride for a few months. Okay, it was me. I crashed. Is there anything I should do to my bike to have it sit idle for a couple of months? The answer is... Definitely. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, a lot of people do that just because of the off-season.
0: Yeah. A lot of people don't ride their mountain bike for
1: months at a time in the off-season. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening right now? Also known as winter. Yeah. yeah. I what's, mean... What's that? First, yeah. First, I'd probably take all
3: the sealing out of the tires and just let them, like sit there with no sealant in them, if mm-hmm. it's going to be sitting Yeah,
1: sealant will just, like, coagulate and turn yeah. into a mess and dry. and if Destroy you just let your valves yeah. yeah, so just get your sealant out of there. Just your cores. Get it out, out of there. Pour get it out, out clean it out. Yeah.
3: Um. Other other than next? that, I mean, take care of your suspension
1: seals. It's a good time for service, so mm-hmm. service your suspension seals. Yeah, do any service that you've been putting yeah. off, such as rebuilding your dropper post, uh your fork your rear shock headset bottom
0: bracket maybe some fresh tires fresh brake pads yeah, yeah. take or care of all that stuff before all of that probably just make sure it's like perfectly cleaned and degreased that too before you just put it mm. away for the winter or i guess that's kind of hard to do before you get hurt
1: yeah depend, depending on your injury <laughs> yeah, if you've got <laughs> use of your hands or at least one yeah. hand you can start working on your bike a little yeah i don't know or, yeah. or take it in
0: the shop yeah have someone work on it for you make sure it's clean um, do all your little service bits
1: yeah. I mean, I think every time I've, you know, whether it's, I guess I haven't really experienced like a real off season because I don't live in a place with a heavy winter, but I have experienced some serious injuries and I've always taken that time to sort of reevaluate what's on my bike. Maybe yeah. I should do brake pads and seal service and um, maybe I should upgrade those cranks that I've been wanting to. And yeah. so I don't know I've kind of, I've always ended up going down that rabbit hole when I've been injured. Um, other really OCD things you can do is keep your derailleur, uh, in the smallest cog, train, right? So you don't have as much tension on those springs. Uh-huh. You don't just leave tension on those springs and leave your dropper post up. Yeah. Smart. You should always
3: leave your dropper post so. up.
1: Smart. Good yep. tips. Yeah. Those ones are good. As far as hanging your bike upside down, I don't, I don't ever do that. I don't think there's like. I don't think you know how bad it is. Really, it's like probably not. It's probably negligible. It doesn't really matter to like hang your bike upside down. But yeah, I don't
3: think no. a benefit or a native. Like no, if you have bad seals, you're gonna leak. But
0: yeah, yeah. Or like if your brakes are poorly bled, or if you have air bubbles, they'll probably just be exposed at that point yeah. Yeah, if you let it sit so, for too long or have the I bike mean, upside down. Yeah, realistically, if your bike Oof. is sitting if that long, if you have
3: Shimano brakes, maybe you take your
1: take the pads take out. Shimano has this like mystery of things where if you let the bike sit for what three weeks. I don't know. Or more? Th- three weeks, three months. It's,
3: it's Shimano, dude. It's just like where the where the lever bite point is. It's a mystery as well. So like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's all a mystery <laughs> of Shimano. It's, it's weird. I have not is, heard this. You haven't heard this? What this is the, like an unsolved uh, mystery. So if you have Shimano brakes and you let the bike sit for more than, let's say, two months, yeah, it, uh, the brakes will be contaminated. Whoa. Yeah. They like leak. It doesn't... It's like somehow, yeah. some way, some oil comes out of the pistons and gets onto the pads, which doesn't make wow. any... It's very confusing because then if, if, if you even like pressure test it, uh-huh. you can't get oil to come out of the pistons. Like That's you think, so okay, so there, must, there must have been oil leaking out of the caliper and the pistons got on the brake pads. That's what happened when the bike sat for two months. But You can't like recreate that, yeah, but it happens when, to tons of people. It happened to me really? like literally dozens of times. It's super frustrating. Well, wow. and people...
3: This used to be way more common when people had downhill bikes and they put them away for the whole winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bring them out for bike park season. They come in and their Shimano brakes are squealing. Wow. It's like that's the reason why. Like they sat for two or three months and then boom, contaminated. Jeez. The Mm -hmm. contamination fairy just comes out. Maybe that's March nemesis. (laughs) contamination Contamination fairy. Yeah. Just comes out and just contaminates all contamination, of Christopher. That is oh yeah contamination, Chris. Dude, get out of here. <laughs> that's wild.
0: I I have not heard that, but I guess it makes sense. And just surface it tension doesn't make and, sense. So. Well, it, does, I, it, does, <laughs> it does. Yeah, what yeah it that's the con, the yeah.
1: confusing thing is that's one of those things that like we've just never really been able to properly recreate. And it doesn't happen to all of them, but it happens to a lot of them. And it's like one of those things where some people listening to this will be like, huh, and other people will be like, oh my god, yeah. That to me! Like yeah, like, like freak that, out. I also gonna be like. like it's not BS these guys are what Zackley told me it was real. Like it's, it's, like a, it's a real it thing more
3: yeah. on like old Shimano Z, Shimano Saint, yeah. and, like the XTs with a silver lever body. Yeah like, that area. Oh yeah, right? that definitely did it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, it is kind of strange. The more you know. But yeah. I don't know. I don't
1: think your Shimano breaks so though. Doesn't yeah. happen to me. I don't hear Shimano anything. It's one of the reasons I don't. <laughs> what about your fishing reel pedals? <laughs> I got off of them on one time. Oh, oh you're right in Times true. I did like Times by the way.
3: They're like right in between Shimano and Crank Brothers, yeah. and they're not Shimano. So That's fine what people with say. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Yeah. And pretty they cool. look cool. They do look pretty cool. I yeah. actually went, I got Time 8s first and it's more like a trail pedal because I, they sent them to me. So I was trying them out and then the Time 12s is like their enduro pedal and I actually paid for those. Mm. Um, they're not cheap, so I, I paid. I held off and made sure I liked the interface first. Then I, once I did, I bought them, and they actually work really well and have a lot of good engagement on the, on nice. the shoes. So yeah, I'm stoked with them, and I'd love to run Crank Brothers, but I just can't get along with them. So yeah, nice. Well, all right. Next you question? jumped the gun
0: on this question, so now you can really all right hop in there. I'm gonna sink my teeth into this one. <laughs> I have just purchased a new YT Jeff Z Core 4, and I'm upping the front travel from 150 millimeters to 160 millimeters to experiment. I have a Fox 38 factory with 170 millimeters of travel laying around. Should I buy the 160 millimeter airspring for the 36 or the 38?
3: I'd say this kind of depends maybe on the rider's weight.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, if you're over 200, the 38 might actually have a benefit and give you a little bit more stiffness. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, and if you're not a super aggressive rider, you're probably going to have a better ride feel at 160 on a 36 than 160 on a 38.
0: Or just, yeah, for regular trail riding versus like hard enduro or... If you're
1: concerned about weight, definitely do the 36. Yeah. Yeah. If you're concerned about stiffness because of your size or riding situation, do the 38.
3: I think the Jeff is a 140 rear travel bike, I, I believe. So... You know, one forty with a thirty eight up front is a little over unbalanced, maybe a little overkill. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably go with the thirty six personally.
0: Yeah, I guess it just depends on your intentions too, right? Yeah, yeah. Depends. Okay,
1: okay. remember the yeah. rule. Yeah, we well, all we, we can do? always say it's situational, yeah. but we also have to give the answer of what it's we true. do. I, I clearly would do the thirty six because it's lighter. And I weigh 150 pounds. Yeah, I guess if
0: if it is 140 travel, like you said, Liam, then I guess I'd probably do the 36 also. But if it's more than that, I'd probably think about doing 38.
1: I already know you'd do the 36 too. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I I
3: said that before you interjected. Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You weren't paying attention. (laughs) What a nice guy. (laughs)
3: If, all right, what, what is this? All right. Uh, go if ahead. If some professional woodworker slash engineer made a modern wooden frame, <laughs> DH frame, would you ride it at Whistler Bike Park?
1: Mm. Why not? My life. <laughs> <laughs> what about... What's the worst that Didn't, didn't Fabio Wimber do that, I don't know, like riding a grandma bike at a bike park or something and he did some massive drop yeah. on his ancient bike from the but 70s also, like, or something talk- and it and it broke in half yeah. and i think he got hurt yeah you <laughs> like blew
3: up. I, think, I think yeah he, i'm not selling this one i think he blew up like 20 wheels trying to film that thing yeah um you know if some like really gnarly engineer and woodworker made a dh frame it probably is going to be okay for a few runs yeah um you know, I don't know. At that point, though, you're also relying on wood, which is not a cons- – you can't really test the consistency of wood. I, I'm, not, I'm not
1: risking that. I'm not doing that. I'd ride around the parking lot, do a couple bunny hops, be like, this is awesome, but I'm not riding that.
0: They didn't say what trail. They didn't say you had to go send, like, dirt merchant on it. We're really getting I, into the weeds now. And I, this would, one on. I would rather ride bike.
3: a trail like A-line on it than go on
0: any – yeah. sort of tech trail. Like. You know what? Okay, you, you
3: can float so gentle on a line. I'm
0: sure you'd yeah. be fine on a line with a wooden. Uh, I gotta tell a story because this. What about wooden, me of it.
3: You ever seen those wooden rims back in the day, like old school roadies and like track bikes? Oh yeah,
1: those worked well. They, know, I didn't seen one blow up. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's a lot of different types of wood too. Yeah. So, yeah. so at one point, I think it was digital trends, which is a pretty prominent technology media outlet they posted this thing of like the world's first 3d printed bike and they had this like little instagram video and youtube video of like the whole thing being 3d printed and assembled and then right at the end it like shows the person getting on it and then like that was the end of the video oh yeah you (laughs) remember that and i was like oh i'm i just i'm gonna troll this i couldn't help i couldn't help myself so I like switched my Instagram account to the Worldwide Cyclery account. I go on there and I comment that I was like, I, I don't even remember what I said. I was s- something to the tune of like, this is unbelievable that you didn't ride the bike at the end of this. And then I reposted it on the Worldwide Cyclery Instagram story, which like thousands of people saw and then also saw that and then also trolled it. Because <laughs> like real mountain bikers saw it yeah. and they're like, are you kidding yeah. me?
0: just like briefly like, like a quick clip, right? Yeah. Like it didn't yeah. even it was actually like, show the guy riding no, it. No,
1: yeah. not at all. Because clearly it didn't work. Yeah. Like if it did, they would have showed him riding it. <laughs> you know and i was like this is unbelievable you can't just like 3d print a bike out of polymer and then not and then like make a big deal about the headline and then not ride it and i was like oh, i'm gonna get real mountain bikers on this and troll them
0: and it, it yeah. actually worked it was really funny and that was like two or three years but ago, they never so. they never showed like no because it red. was
1: like i mean obviously the biggest fault was there were the hubs like the hubs yeah. the hub bearings there's like situations like that the bottom oh, bracket the chain the yeah so it was like yeah, it was the entire thing. thing was 3d printed out of polymer so it's like some parts sure will work but other parts just won't work and clearly yeah. that's why you didn't actually write it and yeah. I couldn't I couldn't help myself yeah. well the inner Thirteen-year-old me was like, "I'm gonna <laughs> go on the worldwide account and
3: comment and troll. repost this. <laughs> I
1: gotta do something. You get one troll a year, it, and that was it. it kind of <laughs> reminded me, which which was way cooler, but it kind of reminded me of. Remember when Toyota? I was, guess- yeah. I was just just oh, gonna yeah. say that. So Toyota made that ad totally. w- with the. It was either Tacoma or 4Runner, it was a Tacoma, I believe. I it was, a and it was maybe it was. Man, and that Oh, because yeah, fully kitted out, everywhere. like downhill gear, yes. like dirt bike gear. Yeah, it was like full motocross gear, and he was on a Walmart bike It was like spray paint that all flapped black yeah. the logos <laughs> it, it was, was like, unbelievable it was but like then it's like adventure. so viral and they got <laughs> yeah. made fun of so it bad so
3: viral but then it's like okay did they actually just were ignorant and they didn't know because they also sponsor mountain bikers like they sponsor the whole yeti factory team you know they sponsor toyota does, yeah toyota does yeah um or were they like i don't think they had pay to do that and spend money but like you know it did get shared more in the mountain bike community, yeah because no that, of I, I don't think that was intentional. But you know what I mean, no, though? Yeah. Is, I don't like, think it was were intentional. Were they trolling either. us or yeah. were we trolling them? Totally. Yeah. I don't, I, think, it I don't think it was intentional. I think
1: some PR firm, some marketing firm they hired... They just missed the mark. ...made, made a yeah. massive mistake, had yeah. no idea that like tons of actual mountain bikers owned Tacomas, myself included, <laughs> and <laughs> that oh. all these mountain bikers were going to be like, this is utterly hilarious and yeah. reposted and went viral. Yeah, oh, it was man. so funny. It yeah. went viral in the
0: mountain bike community. Yeah. 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 Totally. It was good. That was hilarious. I sent that to my buddy who like just got a 400 and he reads so and funny, I was just dude. like what's what happened here dude? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, this, God, this this your your, uh, so for that yeah. i think they took
0: it all down i think they, they took have, it yeah. all down yeah or no i, I think i you know what i said was like how come you didn't tell me that you're in this ad for a- <laughs> <laughs> it like dude oh man this is funny
1: so good uh, uh this this is a uh, this is a hugely long question this next one
0: yeah yeah a little bit of preface well
1: yeah but this is about the pink bike comments yeah. um and the Float x 2 in particular mm-hmm. i don't know how how do we summarize this question without having to read the entire thing so All right,
3: so if you take Pinkbike comments as a gospel, which he says prob- or they say probably a bad idea in general, yeah, that is probably a very bad idea to take Pinkbike comments as your gospel. Yeah. Um, but they're complaining about the reliability of a Fox Flow X2, and it's now become a joke, as if like the Yeti dentist joke. Now it's like a bike comes spec with a Flow X2. It's like, oh, that's gonna blow up. It's so pretty much. Why is that shock so popular? If a lot of people have it. And is it truly not reliable? Um,
1: and and why this question not? was worded well in the sense of, uh, what what is it? Like lots of people have it. So whatever percentage of people with failures is higher amount than a normal than any other shock, he finds it so hard to believe that it's unreliable yet also so popular. Yeah. Which is a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say the Fox Float X2,
3: I think, is probably the best air shock on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as the most adjustment, it's probably the best riding for aggressive enduro riding or downhill riding. Um, That being said, I think it probably lasts right around the service interval and then it kind of starts, you know. Yeah, not any
1: longer. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that there's been an abnormally high amount of warranties on them? I don't do warranties. so I don't really have my finger on that right now. This is where this and a lot of other things get kind of challenging in the bike industry is that... It like if you were to look at this from a, a scientific perspective, you'd say like, well, only Fox knows, and they're not going to ever tell anyone this, mm-hmm. especially as a publicly traded company. But like re- realistically, they need to say, hey, we produced X number of these, and Y percentage had warranty issues. Where they won't do that, and so we literally have no idea if they produced five thousand or fifty thousand. Yeah, like, I don't really know. I can guess how many they made, but. Fox, it's global. That shock shipped on a lot of bikes. Yeah. So, like, is the, is, if, if it's a 1% warranty rate, which is totally acceptable and reasonable for a suspension product such as that, if they shipped 50,000 of them, 1%, no big deal. It's good shock. Mm-hmm. um But if it's like 15%, then that's not acceptable. And no wonder people yeah. are freaking out. So, it's, and, it's a challenging thing to figure out. And, and I rode was, that shock just recently on the Yeti. It was It was, good. It was so it was good. fantastic. Yeah, I, I
3: have one yeah. on my Crestline. Um, to me, I think there's another line between failures and warranty, mm-hmm. as to ridden really hard, right? Um, and you're at your service interval quicker than you think, yeah. Uh, which I think is a, probably a lot more common with the shock because it's specked on aggressive bikes. Yeah, um, it's not spec'd on your cross country bike, right?
0: That's what I was going to say. Is so, I think that high level of people having these experiences is is based on that. Like they're coming on aggressive bikes. Um, you know, people are riding them hard and yeah, and they're not servicing them like as soon as they probably should be. That's think all there is to it.
3: And there's even more to it, which, you know, we're going to get down the weeds, but like it also shocks kind of last depends on how, uh, turned in your compression and rebound is. Yeah. So you have to push oil through shim stacks or, um, ports, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have, those more closed off, it's actually forcing the shock to basically work harder yeah, and therefore also going to wear out quick. So it's, it's there's yeah. so many variables going into totally. this.
1: Your rider weight too, like your terrain. Yeah. yeah. There's I'll, so much stuff. I would end it with Fox has always stood behind their products. They have a great warranty situation. If you buy from an authorized Fox dealer, then you'll be able to warranty it if there's an issue. Um, and service it at the right time. Yep. And exactly. Don't be like, don't avoid that shock just because people on Pink Bike comments like to be yeah. troll and viral and they like, can't afford it. That's up. why they comment. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all one, right. quick, one quick moment of a break before the next question. Oh.
0: Meow. Meow. Jared owns a cat. How's I your do. cat, dude? Do you
1: like your cat? She's
0: great. She's probably been chilling, sleeping all day. Can't Game. wait for me to get home. Right. Do, you, do, you, do you think
3: she can't wait Bean. for you to get home?
1: Oh, she loves
0: it when I get home.
1: Do you, does your cat go by Bean Erickson? Did you give her your last name
0: or Paige's uh, last name? She's got the dash or the hyphen right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's currently Ceylon Erickson. Ceylon Erickson. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Right. She gets compliments on the hyphen. That's yeah. from the movie. I don't know if you've probably seen it. But...
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> over my head. Right over my
0: head. Speaking of which. All right. One quick last question and then we out of here. How clean should my bike be when I drop it in for service?
3: Spotless, brand new. It shouldn't have a speck of dust on it.
1: Okay, I... That, that was sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I kind of agree that your bike should be clean if you're going to take it in for service. However, uh, if you don't have the proper equipment to clean it, uh, or you're literally paying for a clean... Then or like, service at all. Yeah, well, if you're paying for the clean, then bring it in and ask them to clean it and pay for the clean and like then they're like yeah great we're like we'll happily clean your bike yeah so i recall uh back when i was working on a lot of people's bikes as a more traditional mechanic in a shop uh it it was more convenient to me for them to bring the bike in dirty and then say yeah obviously i'm gonna pay for a clean and then can you do my x y and z service like that was convenient because then i could clean the bike I knew it was done properly. I knew what was, I knew what I did. I knew if I degreased or didn't degrease or whatever. So like, as long, but what was annoying is when people would bring in dirty bikes and they'd be like, well, can you just true the wheels even though they're covered in mud? But like, I'm not paying for it clean. (laughs) that's that's the problem you don't bring in a dirty bike and not pay for clean either a clean the bike before you bring it for service or b bring it in and make it obvious like i would love to pay for a clean and then have you do the service there'll be anyone will be happy to clean your bike for you if you pay for it they won't be happy if you try and skimp out on the cost of a bike wash and then ask them to work on your dirty bike like that's the only uncool yeah i
3: think in california i've told all the locations do this but i don't know how much they enforce it but if a Customer brings in a bike that's like obviously kind of too dirty to work on. We just tell them, hey, we're going to wash your bike. It's whatever, 20 or
1: $25, you know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but Like a good, solid, clean. Like yeah, that's what we offer. Full now. decrease yeah. and lube.
0: Full, and full
3: wash, you know, scrub, everything. Professionally done, you know, air compressed it off all the and crannies. Um, that being said, as a mechanic, it's also nice to clean a bike because you get to see little stuff that you might not have noticed, like, you know, Something's loose or this doesn't feel right or this isn't spinning, you know, properly. Yeah. So as you kinda of wash the bike, it's kinda of like a first check almost of um stuff to look at too. So yeah. You, you might get a better tune up by having them wash your bike.
0: Or something's more worn, perhaps, than it looked like when it was dirty or covered in mud or like mm-hmm. you a know. bike
1: wash also means a bike inspection. Yeah. That too. That's
0: true. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Thorough. So I mean, anything is acceptable, just The only unacceptable thing is to waltz in with a dirty bike and try and be like, well, I don't, don't, it doesn't need to clean, but can you still do X, Y, and Z? Like, install a brand new drivetrain on it? Yeah. It's like, geez, your bike (laughs) is covered in mud. Your bike is covered in mud and you got dog poo on the tire. (laughs) And
3: and also, like, I don't know, if you wash your bike and you don't really have like scrubbers or, I mean, I don't really wash a bike without an air compressor. I try not to unless I'm like in the middle of nowhere traveling. Because um, that makes a big difference, too. Get all in the water out of the nooks and crannies and bolts and stuff. So, mm. you know, maybe you don't have the equipment to do a proper bike wash. So yeah. have have a professional do it.
1: Have a professional do it. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you trust the professionalism of your True. local bike mechanic. Yeah. True.
0: hmm
1: Otherwise, you can become a bike mechanic yourself because it's not super hard. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, most things are not that hard. No, they're not. It's anymore. not like
3: it's not like working on a car. That's actually easier, I think, yeah. for the most part, until you get into like deep engine stuff and electrical. Yeah, then you need like real. I don't know, man. Specific tools. When I, when tools I work, I've when changed I,
1: the oil on my car, and it's a lot harder than like anything on my bike. No
3: way. No way. Changing the oil in your car is not harder than That's flushing like a,
0: your brake fluid and doing a proper brake bleed. It's just more intimidating, but it's the same thing. You're just loose. You're really removing one bolt to drain <laughs> the oil. Drain Maybe you got to
1: get under there. Oh, I got a bad back.
0: Lift
3: your your car up as high as mine. You can just roll under on a skateboard. You got a jack. too.
0: I can just throw a towel under there and shimmy under there and crescent wrench. When I worked
3: at Ford and they showed me how to bleed brakes, I was like, wait, that's it? And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, what do you mean that's it? I'm like, well, well, I hook up syringes and I vacuum and I push and I do and close off (laughs) this one and I open up this one. Some things are harder. And I was like, this is cake, dude. This is a gravity bleed from Shimano that I learned like when I was 12. Yeah. You you know, like no problem. (laughs) I got this. So some stuff is much easier on a car. Yeah. And bikes also have much more of like a finesse touch where cars, you can kind of be like a, a big, you know, strong hack, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you hand fist that yeah. brake
0: pad in there.
3: Totally.
1: Yeah. But yeah. But we're, the we're tools, off track like now. a nice bike stand and a, some nice set of bike tools is a lot cheaper than like a full on lift stand for your car. Oh, very yeah. very true. Yeah. Semantics. <laughs> Semantics.
3: <laughs>
1: what do you mean? You, you don't have a lift at home? I don't have a lift at home. I do. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. Fits right in my apartment garage. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, last but not least, or as Jerry would like to say, least but not last. Uh, if you've listened to this far, we thank you. We love you. We genuinely appreciate it. If you're watching this on YouTube, Please hit subscribe. Please drop a comment and uh, leave another question for us to potentially ask answer. Yeah. In the next podcast, but most importantly, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, if you could leave a review, it genuinely helps our podcast and helps us. And it's just a it's a nice little way for you to say thank you for uh, telling me about mountain bike things for an hour. And we'll give you a fifteen
0: dollar credit. Oh yeah, you missed right. that part.
1: I did. You forgot that's that right. part. Yeah. What
0: was the incentive there? We were if we're gonna you're gonna leave a review. And
1: we're oh, give you no, no, money. there's there's specifications here. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, yep. please screenshot it. Yep,
0: and then email it to podcast at WorldwideCyclery.com. And uh, Jared will give
1: you fifteen bucks off a Worldwide Cyclery order, so you can grab yourself actually a lot of things. Yeah, for 15 anything bucks.
0: hypothetically, because there is no order minimum for that fifteen dollars. Well, it's just, it's still $15 off though. Yes. Yeah. So like you can't get
1: anything with the, fi- you can get $15 off. Oh, that's
0: order. true. You might have to pay for shipping if whatever you're buying is
3: $12. Whiskey, whiskey
1: Rick has had oh, <laughs> too whiskey. many.
3: Whiskey Rick's on his fourth whiskey.
1: Oh, geez. Who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening this far. We genuinely appreciate it, and we will talk to you guys in the next one, which won't be long because we are doing these a lot more frequently in 2023, something we care about and we want to do for you guys since a million people have asked us, so we're on it. Answering your questions, helping mountain bikers. Yes. Thank you. And we Uh, enjoyed it. Good night. Yep. Love you. Cheerio. Cheerio.